Well, hi, and thank you for listening to another podcast of Triumph. I'd like you to sit back and just relax. Listen to the sound of my voice. Breathe in self-doubt and exhale. Pure awesome. As I bring in a little side music for you to awaken your soul. Let it entrance you. Fill in the that lifts your body into new heights. Let out a fuck this. But first, let me introduce you. I am your host, Jeff Fairbanks, Prince of Pain, or known as the Triumph Project. And as always, my just, I can't say enough about this guy. I mean, I just, I really can't. But I just, I don't want to kill the suspense. Jason Macaroni and cheese, baby. Say it. Say it with me. Yeah, baby. What's up, Fairbanks? Are you there? Are you there? I am here. I am here. I'm here. How are you? Good. Did I get the last name right? Macaskill. That's what they used to call me when I was in second grade. So you are bringing back painful memories. Memories of (laughs) grammar school. Yes. It's like. I was like Jason Macaulay Culkin. I kind of I was I don't know. Macaroni and cheese just hit me this morning, and I was like, "That's this. I think that's where I'm going." Well, I've had too much mushroom all... drink. Exactly. <laughs> don't use up all the cool <laughs> names on only our first or second podcast. I, there's plenty more. That's true. That's true. Well, how have you been? How have you been, my friend? I have been great. Um, we got a beautiful sunny day here in New England after some rainy weather. So. Um, it is good. It feels. It still feels like summer here, even though we're in October. But well, how about how about, can't how complain about you guys? About no, I'm not. Doing good. I think. I think for for me, in the past um, several weeks, I'm all cheery this morning because of. Uh, I think I slept through the night um, mostly for the first time in, like I said, weeks. So, I don't, it's like a new me, and I got all inspired and just wanted to bring in my soothing voice for those. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going with the podcast when you first started. So um, I was like, oh, are I we still know. doing the Triumph Project? Are we on, like, Pornhub? Or what are we doing here? So, Well, are you laying down, Jason? Tell me, how do you feel? I mean, really. <laughs> exactly. It's not your fault. Um, it's not your fault. Well, what are we bringing, what are we bringing to the people today? I know you had, I know you had something, and, and I'm going to share something that I didn't, uh, I didn't mention to you at all. Because I, I always hope that you... Uh, as well as the people listening, just don't really ever know what the fuck they're getting. It's like, you know, a blind exactly. bag of podcasts. It's like, <laughs> rip this open, and they're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you know? Or, <laughs> yeah, and either either pass it on or uh, or stick around for the next 45-ish minutes and listen to us banter. So hopefully right. uh, well, people are still like sticking around with us. That, yep, I agree. And I always feel like always pass it on because if it really sucks shit, then just pass it to people you don't like. I mean, right? There you go. Like, ooh, best podcast <laughs> ever. And then you're like, oh, 
asshole. <laughs> 40 minutes of a lap, we couldn't get back. Like, That's right. You suck. <laughs> you suck. Uh, but uh, so so, what are you gonna bring? What are you bringing this morning? Like, what's 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 on your mind? What's what's your topic? And then uh, I'll kick you mine. I wanted to bring. So I'm gonna bring two things. I wanna I wanted to bring some positivity, as we are always trying to do here. Um, you know, so easy to wake up in the morning and go into Twitter or go on the news and see some negativity. So uh, I want to bring some positivity man. on two sides. So one, um, we have a new dog that we adopted in my house. So my soundproof studio might get a little loud when she wakes up. So I will throw <laughs> that out there, but, but it is a good thing. Um, we rescued her from Texas, from hurricane ravage, Texas, and we are, we are doing some good in this world. Um, but I also awesome. wanted to commend you. Thank you. I also want to commend you on the Triumph Project site. It's it seems like it's it's kicking up a notch. It's oh, bringing well, I wasn't it. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. No, I'm here. I am feeling like well, I didn't rescue any dogs. Like damn it. So way to kind of circle that back around. I appreciate you. See that spread spread the love. It's not it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. No, not all the time. Just all the time. Uh, no, I appreciate yeah, that. I no, wanted, that means a lot. Okay. No, I was just saying, appreciate it. It means a lot. It's the, like I said, that the, the whole thing was kind of that project site was, um, a lot of the brainchild came from my wife, Talia. I mean, she was kind of like, what are you, you know, what are you doing this whole, you know, that whole journey midlife crisis thing. And then it was <laughs> kind of seeing that connected community piece. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we came back, it was kind of like, what are you going to do? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I gonna do? I did it, you know. I just kind of like, no, no, man, that was just no, the beginning. You can't. That was the easy yeah. part. So, I, man, I was still in that midst of like, it's just another day of doing that stuff, right? I mean, I was just machining. Um, I think just every everything at that point. And so she's like, no, no, no. There's a bigger thing you got to do with this. And so that's what um, she started kind of developing. Uh, this was well over a year ago, but then I. I just got inundated with so many different things because it's a side project. Right. And so we had so many other things going on that it just wasn't able to kind of get the love. And so just recently, I'd say in the last, uh, I don't know, several months, we've been trying to actually put, you know, the kind of pen to paper, if you will, and trying to figure out like, Mm -hmm. how do we bring stuff that's like of value and whatnot. And so anyhow, and I appreciate that. So it's, yeah, slowly, so kind of morphing and, I mean, look, here, here you and I uh, are about doing this stuff yep. too, sort of trying to break out from <clears throat> some of the stuff and, and give kind of, um, I'm sure there's lots of people to talk about shit and all that stuff, but I just feel like it's the best we can do to be like, uh, you know, cut through stuff. I mean, obviously we're opinionating, but you know what? Hey, yep. if, if, if it helps get direct um, stuff, or at least like you said, positivity and inspiration type stuff, then and it helps a couple of people, like, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that, you know. And so that's that's the goal. But I appreciate you checking it out. And uh, like I said, humbled at that. So anyone else, just go, go look up triumphproject.org, and you can kind of check out what we're trying to do. So thanks for the plug on that front. And um, and uh, yeah. new new parents to the, to the puppy, like, how old is this? I'm going to shift back a little bit. How old is the puppy? Like, super puppy? Or are we talking, like, kind of adolescent-type puppy? Oh no, she is she's legitimate puppy. So we so her story is so her name is Amy. She is they think seven months old. 
She was um, born in the streets of Texas, um, probably in a dumpster or something like that. Um, lived on the streets. <laughs> like, this is a legitimate street dog. They found her in the dumpster, brought her into a shelter. Um, it was in a shelter, and then Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, and they had to get as many animals out of the shelter as possible. So she was one of them. They took her out put her in a foster home with this woman that's a freaking saint. Like this woman just takes in dogs and cats and, and just keeps them in her home until people adopt them. And um, so we, re- we flew her up here last week and she is, um, she's awesome. She's seven months, loves life. Like she just knows, like she, she, she was like Willy Wonka. She pulled the golden ticket. And um, yeah, <laughs> she, she is not eating out of a dumpster anymore. And she is at my feet right now, um, just sleeping, just comfortable and loving life. And um, so, yeah, so life is wow. good for Miss Amy. Um, so it's cool. Yeah, I just think, you know, work. as we go through this crazy world, um, this is just, going back to, to what you're doing and just segueing into the triumph project. And what we're trying to do is just bring positivity. Um, you know, we can't save everybody. We can't save the thousand dogs that were in that shelter. But if, if I could save one, I'm pretty, pretty pumped. And if you and I could inspire yeah. one person to get off the couch and um, do a 5k or do their first sprint triathlon, then I think our work here is done. Hell yeah. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's what I was going to, I remember one of the topics that was going to potentially going to be discussed today was like a race recap. And one of the things, so I'm just going to be honest with that stuff. I don't follow the race. I mean, I'm curious to hear what you're going to say on that front because I don't, I don't follow the races like at all. In fact, I'll be Mm -hmm. honest with you. The first time I ever saw Kona was last year. And I didn't know, so funny. Like, I didn't really know who, who pros were like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, Oh yeah. You know, you remember who such and such won Kona. And I'm like the total, uh, um, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what the correct word to describe myself would be to people in the, in, in the community. Right. It's like, okay. Like you love, you love football, you know, you know, teams and I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. stats and all that stuff or whatever. And then here, here I am, right. Like doing travel and stuff. And I couldn't tell you like who won Kona. Or like, right. you know, who did this or that? And I'm just like, I don't, you know, and it's, it's no disrespect to any of that stuff. Yeah. I just didn't, um, I think kind of the way that I came into this thing was there, there was never uh, a driver to race. And, and to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I get super overwhelmed by it. I mean, I think I talked a little bit about. You said that, yeah. like this. Yeah, there's like that social piece. And then there's kind of this persona you feel like there is, right? And then. And then you kind of have reality and then you're kind of melding the two. And so in, in my head, I don't like a lot of uh, pe- like people. I'm not claustrophobic, but I, like a big, a big crowd, I tend to kind of want to shy away from that. Like, and, th- and this stems from surfing too. And, and it might be um, connected to that is that, you know, the bigger the crowd in the surfing arena, right, for the waves, like the less chance I have of actually getting the waves I want without being a dick mm-hmm. and cutting people off, <laughs> which I don't really roll that way. So I would try to find different avenues, either sit inside people, 
um, to catch things that they don't catch and just kind of be like a, call them kind of like a, like a seagull. Like I'm looking for scraps, right? I'm just mm-hmm. scavenging like, Oh, that was a great wave. You didn't miss it. Like I'm in position rather than sit, wait my turn, get pissed, catch two waves in a two hour period. And I'm like, woohoo. So kind of the same in the triathlon world. Like when I came in, you know, it, it was always talked about with racing and you know, like, Oh, I'm going to do this race and do this race and do this race. And the very first year I got involved, I did a lot. Of, I did sprints. The, um, I was in Washington State, and so your your kind of race opportunity is you know like a three month period, right? It's pretty much summer, and then everything shuts down. And so so I just you know filled the calendar, if you will, on the first year, like oh let's try these little sprint things, and uh, and then and then you know I was like oh well, this is fun because the family gets to come and they're quick. Right. I mean, it's, it's really mm-hmm. kind of active as far as the transitions. Right. There's a, not just for you, but just for everybody. And so then, the, you know, then it was like, oh, do this or whatever. And I guess my like, long winded point is that I got to the point of doing one of the, the Ironman branded ones, which was just this past um, past August in Boulder. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being completely honest with everybody eh, not so impressed, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah, the volunteers, <laughs> that was the biggest thing that right. I noticed, like. I feel like the volunteers gave a shit. Whereas like a mm-hmm. lot of the other races that I, that I'd participated in, they were like, the water's on the table, man. And I'm like, well, holy shit, you're, you're 15 <laughs> feet off the road. Okay. <laughs> let me make a left turn. That was my experience. Okay. And I'm not telling, I'm not, look, this isn't a bash on anything. I'm not trying to bash on anything. I just feel like that was a lot of money for me. And mm-hmm. I wasn't like overly impressed with like logistics or, you know, it wasn't super easy for me to like check in. There was still some nuances and nothing's perfect, but I just felt like, you know, I, I felt more at home in these more like, you know, lesser, uh, credentialed ones. I don't know what you say. And, you know, I'm not aspiring to be a pro. I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't aspire to do a full. And so I'm really curious to see what you're going to say because I don't follow that shit. And so I don't Mm -hmm. really know, I'd be like the worst person to ask me, like, oh, so what's up with the race season for this or whatever? Um, <laughs> you just laugh at me. So what? I, <laughs> so what? I no, I bring, agree with you, like, but I totally agree. I, okay, so what I was hoping to bring was something that I personally don't. I think there's benefit in it, but I personally don't do it. So this is one of those like, do as I say, don't, <laughs> not as I do type <laughs> moments, like with my test test finger. But it, it's a it's regarding off season and mm-hmm. um, and training, and so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to shed some light on what on what I guess my opinion is for others to kind of consider. So there, now all that shit. And again, disclaimer: this has nothing to do with freaking Ironman branded events. I'm not associated with that bullshit. I'm not trying to you know paint any bad light. I'm just conveying my experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fuck off if there's any bullshit about you know. Me being one-sided. I'm just conveying my experience, you know? So you're not getting, yeah. you're, not getting an M, you're not getting an MDOT tattoo? Yeah. No. <laughs> Here's what I should say. Like, you got a problem with that? Like, uh, uh, whose number can I leave for them to call? <laughs> like, exactly. I fucking don't care. But anyhow. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. So, no. So, my idea of race recap was not to fucking talk about Kona this weekend because – I am 100% with you. I don't follow it. There are a couple of pros I follow only because I like to see what they're doing from a training standpoint, a racing standpoint, and it's fun to watch. But 
I um, I was more, you know, let's talk about what we did last season leading up into the off season. So that okay. was my thought. Oh, if that works for oh, you, well, since even... you just spent twenty minutes bashing Iron Man, we shouldn't talk about that anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> we should get them to sponsor our next podcast. So this podcast oh, yeah. brought to you by the the great folks at Iron Man. Yeah, maybe they should fucking turn my opinion around or some shit i don't know but i i just okay okay wait hold on hold on can i say one thing what's up with what's up with okay social media i'm new to this whole thing right and uh, i don't i get it if you're if you're if you're so famous right that you have millions of people that follow you that you Mm -hmm. don't respond okay i totally understand because more than likely that account is not really even handled by the real person right exactly Here's what I don't here's what I don't get. I don't I don't get these these other individuals like 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 I guess in this this light. Like what's up with the pros that that aren't fucking uber famous that don't have these millions of followers? What's up with them mm-hmm. like not responding? I mean, isn't the whole point of the social media that the interaction isn't that why you di- I mean, unless they're being required it's not really their account, but then why bother doing the account? Because it's like you have these people, and I feel like here's the, here's the rub on, on wanting to be air quote sponsored. You want to convey in a positive light those individuals repping your product, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you get the you know the rare occurrence of the extreme asshole that's just a a bad uh, 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 a bad talker or you know super super uber cocky, but the fucker's winning everything. Okay, then you're like, damn, I hate this you know guy or girl, but shit, they win everything. So then you almost become intrigued, like, God, how, how did you get so fucking cocky? Like, how do you even, I always just, I'm always just a little bit like, wow, I can't believe you said that type thing. And maybe people think that in the podcast, I don't know either, but I don't quite understand, like, why do you have an account if you can't, you know, you got 4,000 people following you and you get like, you know, eight messages on your post, you can't say like, thanks. Because to me, from being a little person, and I'm mm-hmm. going to assume, you know, there's other people that are like following that account. Wouldn't that make a big difference to those people? Even if you just randomly do a couple, like at least to know that you're like doing something. I don't know. Just maybe tidbit to those that have the social media and, you know, or, you know, and are at that level where you just feel like, well, oh, I'm just going to post a picture of me, like, you know, squatting on the curb and then ignore everybody. I'm like, why don't you just delete the account? I mean, I don't, I, cause I don't, I don't get it. So is this a is this, box there, but that's just is, my rant. That's my rant for is this, today. And maybe I should bring pros each time we come to this because oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, is yeah, here pro, we go. Pro triathletes or just no? I you know no. I don't really think it's that. I think it's just kind of just in general. Like I don't even know Got if it. I I don't have any like single individual I'm targeting or anything like that. I just okay. I've noticed. I guess when I'm looking at it, there'll be like some individuals that just don't don't respond and i don't uh, i don't understand that you know i i mean if you're being trolled or something like that where people are super negative to you is it just like you don't want to get into that or is it just you don't have time but then i'm like why'd you make time to make the post you don't want to interact like i'm i guess like i'm confused on social media like altogether. i don't understand how some posts blow up and you're like that you know just for me i'll speak personally i'll like post a picture and i'm like that's such a cool picture and again, everybody has their own opinion. But I'm like, oh, that's such a cool picture, and it, and and it does nothing compared to something. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I want to post that picture, yeah, right? Exactly. And I think my biggest rub is that I've always been a big, <clears throat> I've always been a big sort of like pusher of of the communication piece. You know, I think that's what my pet peeve is really in bringing this up is that I just feel like 
man, to some of those times, like when people like reach out to you, you know, they might say something as small as like, Hey, you know, like, thanks for X or whatever. And I think, I think them taking the time to do that, they don't have to, right. They can just click Mm -hmm. that little heart, Mm -hmm. I guess, on Instagram. I'm I'm referring to Instagram because I don't know many of the other things, but they can just click a heart and do nothing. Right. But they take the time to click the heart and then make a comment. And I just feel like, you know, I'll notice someone say like, Oh, I like the comment. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a new feature. Like, okay, so you took the time to like it, but you can't say like, thanks. I don't, it just right. seems like, well, that's not that much harder. Even the iPhones like propagate what you, they think you're going to say. You can just like type a TH and it's like, thanks. when you just click that instead <laughs> of like, and it'd be good, you know, but I guess, I guess I'm trying, I'm coming across negative, but I think like, wh- here's where my spin is. I think that can make a really positive impact to a lot more people than you think. If, if people just took the time to kind of do that, how about that? So it's like, you know, use it as something more than just showcasing your bicep or something else. Like maybe you can just say like, thanks. Yeah, I worked really hard on my left arm. Thanks for noticing, you know, type of a thing, you know, maybe that person's like, that's really cool. Am I just way, I don't know. Maybe I'm off here, but I'm just saying like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm just confused. I think social is totally just in a fucked up place right now. And, um, I don't really have an answer for yeah, you. Yeah, just leave it at that. No, I, I, think, I mean, I, I like your rant, and I think well, so. From now on, when you have a rant, there's going to be it's it's almost like a rhetorical. We're going to call it Jeff's rhetorical rant. <laughs> okay, there you, you go. Just throw it out there, and that's it. No response needed. Well, then maybe people. Then how about this? If since I mean, our point in here is not to have the answer right. But I like to right. challenge things, right? And and so here's the challenge. Why don't the people listening, why don't you, you know, send comments, uh, you know, or, or, or let us know something like that. Like, you know, what's their interpretation of it? I mean, what, maybe I'm just being completely ridiculous in the sense of, of my perception on it, you know, or, pers- or perspective, you know? And maybe it's just like, no, Jeff, you know, you're an idiot. And that's fine, too. Like I said, like, I don't get super offended easy. Um, but I just, I, I just feel like these are virtual hands that are kind of out there, you know, and I just feel like it's not that hard to like do the virtual high five, like, you know, thanks, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So uh, there, so maybe people can comment on that. However they do that. I don't know. Maybe I'd have to look at that or just send us messages and, uh, and maybe they should give us topics to rant. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, who knows? But anyhow, again, I'm not trying to say just sound negative. I'm not mad. I don't. I didn't. Something didn't happen to me. I just. It's just a um, a curiosity. How about that? It's a curiosity of mine. So, there you are. All right. Enough of that. Let's go. Uh, let's 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 shift it. Let's kick it. I'm gonna punt it over to you because I'm talking okay. too much. Um, do your thing. Do your do your race thing. I want. Yeah, and I'll I just, just cut you off and interrupt accordingly. Where <laughs> where I'm coming from. As far as so, it's you know, people know who most people know who you are and what you've done. And um, I kind of wanted to give just a quick recap of what I've done. Oh, here we go with the dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, cheerleader number one. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think you know, so you, you mentioned something before about I got a, a topic we need to do, it's why I will never do a full Ironman distance race. <laughs> okay. And you, you said, too. you said, well, that's my point. You said it before, right? I just, you heard, you said in the yeah. conversation that you have no desire to do an Ironman and uh, maybe it's the iron, I don't know if it's the iron distance or 
the Ironman branded um, no the dis race the full okay. full distance yeah 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 and I feel the same way so I um so last so so my last season was my last season so 2017 for me started the first weekend of January when I did the Walt Disney World uh, marathon. And um, oh, there you I'd go. actually, I had actually signed up for the goofy challenge, which was the half marathon on Saturday and the full marathon on Sunday. Um, so back to back races through the parks, but you ready for this shit. So we get down there and I trained all winter for, which sucks by the way, because you have to train during the holidays <laughs> So eating <laughs> Christmas cookies and doing long yeah. runs just don't coincide with each other. FYI to anybody out there listening. Um, <laughs> so I got on with my wife and daughter and it was freaking expensive, right? So they whack you for like 300 bucks for the marathon. Um, and then another oh, like shit. 200 for the half marathon, right? Because it's, it's Disney. You think Iron Man brands the crap out of stuff? I mean, Disney is like on a whole different level. Did so, you get any? What? What? Do you get to go like through secrets? I mean, I've heard things about that Disney stuff. Like, there's back entrances. There's. I mean, did you get any like, whoa, never seen this type stuff? No. Or are you just get, what? You you literally you you run through so the the full marathon you get to run through all six parks, which is very cool. Um, okay. The problem is, is you have to be at the start at 3 a.m. And oh, is this like the before race... the park opens? Yes, yes. Oh, so you okay? Okay, I it, got you. It's a logistical clusterfuck, but Disney okay. figures it out, and they they got it going. So by the time people are finishing and, you know, 20,000 people are walking into their park to go to, it's a small world and there's 20,000 runners running by them. Um, it, everybody's happy. So the Disney experience is oh, that's full, pretty cool. Full, okay. It is pretty cool. Okay. Um, but so ready for this. And so I get down there and so there's 25,000 people registered for the half marathon. Okay. The okay. night before, they cancel it because a uh, rainstorm was coming through. It was full blown like thunder and lightning storm. So 25,000 people that flew down there just for the half marathon had nothing to do the next morning. Um, Full blown cancellation. So, and a lot of these people just went down there for the half marathon. Um, First timers, a lot of team and training people, a lot of, uh, just a lot of people that, you know, it was their first race, whatever, and full-blown cancellation. So, and not, and not I, the risk? Is that the risk? Just, like, no refund type thing? Just, like, hey, if it's a bad gig, then, like, we all well, the risk? I, I go home? I give Disney credit because they did offer – so, for, like, 1,000 or 2,000 people, they offered entrance into the full marathon. Um, okay. And then the the rest of the people got um, – Disney credit. So I have like $200 worth of Disney dollars. Oh, okay. Okay. My daughter was like, Woo-hoo. so she was like, um, okay. But you know, so then I, I knew, but I was pretty psyched because I'm like, oh, I don't have to run back to back races. Good for me. 
so I ended up doing the, uh, so I did the Disney marathon on Sunday and that was kind of the, the start of my season. So my 2017 season probably pretty much started then, um, did a half Ironman for rev three. So have you done any rev three distance rate, any rev three races? No, Mm-mm, I've heard of them, but no, never. Yeah. So they're pretty big on the East coast. So they have some good races up here. Um, they are like the antithesis of Ironman. <laughs> so okay. It, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like a hundred bucks cheaper and they kind of, um, it's more, it's more that local flair versus that big Ironman branded race. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I did a half a red three, half iron quasi here in Connecticut at the beginning of June. And I finished my season doing, Rev three, which ended up being licensed to Ironman, um, half uh, seventy point three Ironman Maine at the end of huh. August. So yeah, so I signed up for the Rev three race for Maine, and they decided to license it to Ironman. Um, and they ended up all they did was tack on an extra hundred bucks to it <laughs> and call oh, it an Ironman distance race. A, so where was it in Maine? It was in Old Orchard Beach. Oh, that's right. Where I that's where was that day one or two was right there right uh yeah that's right okay that's where you go yeah it was a cool i tell you maine was maine was cool man Uh, that place was was a good spot the only the only thing was did you have any like humidity when you were there because that was uh where you were in the summertime there did you say august what day? It was late August, but it was actually cool. It was okay. um, lit, lit, like, you know, the temperature was cold. Um, the the water temperature was, they said it was 61 degrees, so it was freaking cold. But huh. it ended up being like a 70-degree dry day, so we lucked out with the with the weather. See, that's funny because, you know, we, you know, obviously, uh, I mentioned I started there, and, and we also started at the end of August, and it was so warm and hum- I mean, mm-hmm. I was anticipating hitting kind of like Florida-esque um, humidity warmth right around the mid midpoint. Like I was kind of right. expecting in the North Carolina type region to start feeling it get warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer as I went south. But yeah. we were there about a week earlier uh, in Maine and it just immediately it was like this, this felt Florida-ish. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, and then all I heard from people that were there were like, oh, this is really weird. It's abnormal. This isn't like normal weather. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And so one funny little side story is that for the two days that we were uh, in Maine, day one, I was completely alone. Um, and the I would get like, like honks and stuff in the car. Mm-hmm. And this was a beautiful little area. Like my, it was kind of an out and back. Um, yeah type effort like it was a real straight line kind of looked country-ish like kind of like um old farmhouses you know yeah, lots of land totally. and just real real pretty stuff to look at but i would get honked at and stuff and i'm like gosh there wasn't bike lanes or anything like that but i also wasn't on a busy road so i was like mm-hmm. man i don't like people just maybe they don't like you know traveling on stuff <laughs> you know like, what the heck? <laughs> and so but after after i got done what i realized was is that my wife was like hey did you hear those people cheering for you? I'm like, uh, no, 
I must have missed that. But I had some people that were pissed, like honking at me. And she's like, no, they weren't honking. They weren't honking to be uh, to be angry at you. They were honking and cheering you on because they saw her uh, in the truck. They uh-huh. saw me because I literally, like I said, I was going back and forth. So you could be like, what's this guy doing like most of the day here? And uh, and they would stop and ask if she was okay. And then mm-hmm. we're like, hey, what's going on? She informed them. And they were like, that is that's so awesome. And so then they'd come find me, right, and then want to cheer me on. But, see, I didn't know any of that story. So I'm like, man, I'm over on the side of the road. Like, there's plenty of room. Like, you know, I mean, I wasn't, like, making any gestures. But I'm like, geez, man, these people, I'm really in their way. So just a funny little thing. And I just thought, man, that just added to the cool factor of it. It's like after I got done, she was telling me all that. Um, so, anyhow, you're, when you said that, it just kind of made me think of that. And I was like, you know, man, those are cool. Yeah, cool people, cool spots. So thumbs up. It's a cool race. Um, yeah, I mean, I I gave it. It's you know, there was twenty. They sold it out. It was twenty five hundred people that did this one, and seventy point three distance. All there for that race. It's a great. It's a great track. If any, anybody's thinking about doing it. So Old Orchard Beach is a cool town. It's this. It's like this throwback yep. to the. It got stuck in the eighties. So basically, it's you know they just stopped it in nineteen eighty two. And um, it's, it's like the <laughs> same the carpet. Yeah, exactly. But it's a it's a tough swim. You know, you're. Did you swim in the ocean there, or did you swim in any? Yeah, swim no, in the ocean? I went all. Okay. No, I went. I swam in the ocean. I think only a few times because I was nervous. I could. Yeah. I didn't want to trust on people showing up, right? And yeah. I did not want to be out there alone. So I went mainly YMCA's. Smart. Yeah, because the the Which swim in Maine was legit. It was it was like sixty ish degrees. It was choppy, um, and then you got to run like a quarter mile to transition. But once you get out on the roads, as you said, the roads are just so beautiful. It was um, yeah fifty six. It was one loop, fifty six miles of just rolling, beautiful roads, and then the the run was cool because it was an out and back through a through a like a trail and preserve a nature trail or a canal trail yeah um yeah so there was not a, you I know think I hit just, that same trail probably it it was just it's a cool spot and um so it's a legit race so if anybody out there is looking for a great late season race although it is um sponsored by the evil empire iron man um it is <laughs> paint me out here i'm gonna get, i'm gonna it, get fucking messages totally <laughs> They're they're gonna buy us out and then take us off the air. So. <laughs> I, I know I'm just I'm so surprised that yeah I have other stories, but I'll I'll save those for other times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of my my plug for if anybody's looking for a late season race. Um, I think it's a great 70.3 distance race to do. It's easy to get to. It's very family friendly. We stayed in a this cool little hotel motel. Um, my wife and daughter like couple bedrooms, couple bathrooms. It was dirt cheap. I mean, literally dirt cheap. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my, so what I was going with is I bookended my summer season, right? So I'm in Connecticut. My season is pretty short. It's June to August and that's about it. Okay. And, um, so did bookended it with two half Ironmans. Um, and as, as I did both of them, I'm like, I fucking hate this distance. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know how you did it for 21 straight days because I am just like, I don't like this distance at all. Um, so 
I did do a, a couple sprints and an Olympic distance race. And unlike you, I'm actually very, see, wait, you're not competitive. Are you got to be competitive? I, I think I'm slightly competitive. You know what I, you know, what gets me really competitive is like cockiness. Mm-hmm. So oh, like going against I, somebody that's cocky. Yeah. Yeah. Got like it. I literally could care less about like, like a, like a trophy but I'll just tell you, I had this guy uh, in, in Washington when I first came in, and he kind of always downplayed the things that I would do. Um, mm-hmm. And he became, like when you said nemesis, he became sort of like my nemesis. And I could care mm-hmm. less about if it took us eight hours to get through a sprint, as long as yep. he was 801, I was right. like, I was pumped. So I became, that kind of was my driver, right? So I have this competitiveness piece that I think is like internal for me where I want to, I want to see like progress, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really uh, direct that towards like that podium stand or any of that stuff. And to be honest with you, I, I rarely, um, I rarely even, I don't stay for like the awards or I usually kind of cross the line and kind of just, we pack up and leave like mm-hmm. right away. I don't, I don't wait around. I oftentimes don't see, you know, like the finish times or whatever. Um, yeah, I kind of get more, more pumped on like, how do I feel? Like to try to give an example, it was like, I had a really hard time on the bike since I began triathlon. Like I, I thought that was going to be my easy one. And I just was so slow. I mean, so slow and I couldn't figure it out. I just, for some reason, I think being new, I just thought, mm-hmm. okay, I've like fatter legs. So I'm like, Oh, that should be more power. Right. Mm-hmm. And Never in a bike, but I just thought, well, look, I mean, like, we're all pedaling the bike. So I just, you pedal and you go quick. Like, there you go. And it's <laughs> not the case at all. And so, so for me, what was really rewarding, I think, in the progress realm is that when I could, when I, every course is different. I get that. But the point in a couple ways is like, when you mentioned, I think the last time we talked about feeling like you go through the swim, you had experience, but you feel like you're not beat up at the end of it right. or like winded yep. or gassed really. It's kind of the same thing like in my life. Like I saw progress in the fact that the mile, you know, your mile an hour could be higher, which I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I got off it being like, let's go run, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I just felt like I struggled through, like all I wanted to do was get off the bike because I felt right. like, well, at least I can run okay, yeah. you know? But 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 I was pretty like just defeated, like, you know? just going like, I cannot, I don't understand why this thing doesn't go, you know, like, why is it not moving for me? And then it just, everybody passing. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but a little bit of competitiveness, but I think like if you were to just start ripping on me and, you know, I don't know, doing all that stuff, like, I don't really, I'm not a disrespectful person. I feel like respect's kind of earned. Right. And so, you know, if people are like dicks and stuff, I kind of tend to be like, well, I don't really have time for that, but I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, you know, fighting fire with fire, but mm-hmm. if they're that way and then they're like in my age group or something like that, I'm like, gosh, I don't, is there any chance I could like beat that person? You know, like, and, <laughs> right. and I would never say anything to them. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't. All right. Okay. Hold on. I got to share this story. I got to share a story because I, this will, sum <laughs> we up, this will sum up exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I know. Here we go. This is going to be a, this we're, we're over. I'm sure you're, you probably have your watch on just going like, damn it. But I'll try to make it super quick. I, so I, the, I Triumph Proge- the Triumph um, Project podcast is now an hour and a half. Fuck the 45 minutes. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. Here we I'm go. I'm telling you, you want to you hear the story. It's, it's like, okay, I, I, I'm at this race. We're, uh, I'm riding. 
and um, I'm, I, I was passing a guy, and the guy turns and asked me a question. I didn't hear him all the way, and so I slowed down, and I said, what was that? And he asked me about um, if I had the time or, like, how far we've been going. Well, What time is it? Was same, he late for lunch or something? Yeah. No, I think trying to figure out, like, how – like, I think he was – you know, he was huffing and puffing. I think he was trying to figure out, like, how, how long have I been going or, like, what, where am I at? You know, like, when's this right. over type of a thing, which yeah. I've been there. So I'm like, dude, I get it. I get it, buddy. Like, you know, so as I'm – as this is happening, what I didn't know was behind me was another guy that's trying – that's wanting to pass me. So mm-hmm. as I'm pulling around the guy, I slow down to hear what he's saying. This guy comes around my outside, um, and he just – he yells to me. Like, he yep. goes – you're going to pass him or not to hell. Gotcha. And, <laughs> yep. And I like, I like look over the guy and I'm like, what? And I'm like, he's asking me a question. Right. So he, he just like kind of gives me this look and starts pedaling off. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, what? A, I'm like, what a dick. He probably right? have an Iron Man dot tattoo on him. <laughs> I don't know. He's racing for some medal. I don't know. He's, he's trying to hurt his paychecks at some fucking point. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I answer the I, I finish answering the guy, right? And I pedal on. And so this guy motored past me and I'm like, I'm not, you know, whatever, done deal. Try to keep the story short. I'll fast forward. I get to the run. It was a two loop situation, which always kind of frustrates me because I feel like, oh, I went past the finish. I don't really get to finish. And I'm like, damn it. I have to go around again. And so, so I kind of struggled in the first, the first loop. Um, I just was having a hard time or whatever, but about the halfway mark, I just, all of a sudden it was like, everything came back to me and I felt like, you know, oiled, ready to go. And I just started burning it. Right. Mm-hmm. So as, because it was a two loop, here's the benefit is I kind of knew where the, it was like kind of a big square. I kind of knew where I was within the course. So as I'm coming up towards, what would it be? There was two turns left. It's kind of a left turn, which is a straightaway. You make a quick right and it's like 50 yards as a finish line. Right. And so I'm coming up over on to make, towards this left and it comes over a little bridge and then you hang a left. Well, guess who I fucking see running that fucker. That was a (laughs) big asshole. Yeah. Passing me. I'm like, Oh my, are you kidding me? I, I start, I mean, I felt like, I don't know if I was, I don't know if I looked going fast. I don't even know how fast I was going. Right. Cause I didn't have a watch or (laughs) none of that stuff. But all I knew was like, okay, I don't have much time and I want to catch this, this guy right here. Right. So, I can hear, I can hear there's two people sitting on these chairs. That guy passes them. I'm close enough to hear them. They were cheering for people and they go, they go, um, they go, uh, like on your six or like mm-hmm. watch your back. Someone's coming. Right. And I'm like, damn it. You know? And so, but then as I get to them, they go, they go, get them. You got this. Like just real quiet to me. And so I was like, you're damn right. You know, in my mind, I mean, I'm playing all the like motivational shit I can. Like, where's my right. gear? Where's my, you know, gas? And I am literally like foaming at the mouth, just spit coming out. I'm like completely dry. I am just going as much as I can. As we are coming, I'm closing in on this final straightaway. And like I said, the right turn was like 50 yards. It's an orange cone. And it is like, there's the finish line. This guy is going and I am I'm coming up on his shoulder just as we hang the right. So I pulled my full moto. My mind was like, this is a berm. And so he's kind of going outside. So did I, but I cut down. So I cut Mm -hmm. on his inside right at the corner and I blazed past him without any, like 
there, he didn't see me. I was trying to run quietly, like on my toes, you know, like I was trying yeah. to be real quiet, not breathe too hard. <laughs> Ninja. And I went right past him across the line. I saw the two, the one guy I was riding with. And I think the dude, um, some other, some other guy that passed me earlier, but, um, but both were right at the finish line. And, and I was like, Hey, how's it going? And the guy's like, Whoa, wow. Well, uh, he had passed me on the run. Um, and he goes, whoa, I finished just a couple seconds behind him. So he was giving me kind of props for, like, picking it back yeah, up. Yeah. And I was like, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it a lot. And, and he was like, hey, did you catch that guy that uh, passed us? Because he was in my group, kind of, like, not yeah. that we were riding in a group, but, like, he was in that section. And he goes, hey, did you catch that, that one uh, one dick? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right to finish line. And we all <laughs> had our hands up and just whatever I saw. So that nice. is my driver. How about that? So there's my story. Yes, I extended us, blah, 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 blah. I'll save my off-season talk for another call so you can kick me off, okay? There you go. <laughs> no, so, but that's a cool story because – so you go in. You're, I mean, obviously, I, I think we're in the same boat. I mean, any race I do, my number one goal – and I, I have a little saying I say to myself is just to finish. I want to finish walking across that line on my own two feet. You know, anything beyond that is just, just fucking gravy, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. But 100% straightforward with everybody out there is I am uber competitive. And so when I did those two 70.3 distance races um, this past season, I did them to be competitive with myself. And I went in humbled knowing that I wasn't going to place well. And I know that sounds pretty lame, but I just knew, like, I'm going to go in. I wanted to be faster than I was when I did those two races five years ago when I was five years younger, as I'm getting a little older. Mm. So, so that was more for me, but mm. the two, the sprint and the Olympic distance race I did this season, I did the fucking place and I did okay. it because so, uh, and that's just me. So the sprint distance race is a local sprint race here in uh, a couple towns over. That's every other Thursday night. And they're all people I train with. And, um, yeah, so I came in third overall, and I was psyched because my goal Ooh. was to, to to come in top three. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm competitive. And then that Olympic distance race is I wanted to place in my age group, and I came in second in my age group. So okay, yeah. So so again, but when I go into seventy point threes or when I did Disney Marathon, I'm like, I know I'm not. But it's for me, it's a mindset saying, look. I did all the work, and for me, that's a big accomplishment. Um, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I have to go in with the right mindset and my frame on that that I'm not going to place well. And to me, that's just that's how that's who I am. So um, that's right. my motivating factor. Um, but I also like the cool thing about the sprint, the local sprint race, is a lot of young kids that do it, a lot of high school, college kids that think they're fucking mm-hmm. awesome because they're either swimmers mm-hmm. or they're runners and they're so cocky. And then when some old 43 year old guy beats them, it's just, I, I derive great satisfaction in that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I could understand that for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of hear that. I don't, I don't think I have those accolades like for placing and certain things like that. Um, I don't think I'm a fast dude and um, probably won't ever be, <clears throat> but I've always, I've always kind of had this drive for, for the, like the different, you know what I mean? Like right now I'm searching for like, what's my point kind of, what's my point in still doing this? That mm-hmm. I think that's where my, where my head's at right now, because 
I don't, I don't just, um, kind of do the training and then like look forward to a race. In fact, I kind of like, I'll, I'll tell you, I have Arizona, um, 70.3, which is on the 22nd, I believe. And I've some stuff going on with Wait, you know, this house month? and all these different things up here. Yeah. This month. And, <laughs> Why aren't um, you training right now? Why are you talking to me? Why aren't you training right now? <laughs> I don't, you know, because I'm like, you know, I'm going to do, I'm just, I'm just doing me, you know, like I do my right. thing and, and I, but I don't know if that's going to be on my docket um, because we have a lot of stuff going on at the house and it almost yep. becomes like, instead of me being like excited to do that race, it almost becomes like kind of this lurking thing where I'm almost like, Oh my gosh, like really it's here. I, that was the mm-hmm. first, um, <laughs> it's an Ironman sanctioned event. That was the first one I signed up for when I, when we moved to Colorado. So I think it was like last September or something. Like I just, I'm like, well, I'm like I registered for it. I'm like, oh, it sells out, blah blah blah. And so you're probably black, so long blacklisted on the Ironman distance races. So they're not. Oh, I'm be sure. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Fairbanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get a flat, or like you can't register, whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm gonna show up. I mean, it's kind of like I think some of the the stuff, the house stuff, kind of shifted schedule wise, and um might allow it but i'm just kind of like i still have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth from boulder you know so i'm like right. yeah and so after that wh- where my sights really lay right now or or um or what they're on is 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 oceanside 70.3 because yep. i grew up the town down from there my parents can be there that kind of excites me so i think i go to this race to the race like in the iron man thing i didn't like I met people, like I had, I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen you before. And these are all virtual people. Like I know right. nobody's name. I know screen handles or stuff like that. You don't so fucking know my name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And so, so, you know, I just met those people. And I think that was like, that part, I guess, is another added layer for me that gets really, that I get really pumped. Like, you know, people are like, Hey man, it's great to meet you. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, you know, and they're, you know, we've exchanged things going back to my point about the social media and responding to people, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. Hey, I thought it was so cool. Like, you know, doing your thing, like you actually responded to people. And I'm like, hell yeah, I took two hours, like every night and like an right. hour in the morning before I started just to respond to people. Like, it gives that important to me. Um, and so I, I just, I think I love that piece. I kind of, I think I like just like, Hey, like rooting for them, you know, like when I struggled and had a really shitty race, mm-hmm. um, I talked about, I wrote this blog about, I have this formula I use. It's called like FDA. It's like formulate, deploy, adapt, right? And I feel like that is the circle within everything that we do. You formulate something, which is like your plan, whatever you want to call it. Then you try to deploy your, your actions towards it. But the real, the real kind of like crux of it is, is what you're able to do in the adaption phase. Because I feel like 90% of the things that we plan for don't, don't just roll out like that. And so that race was, it was exactly that, that, that deal. And it was up to me to adapt to it. I could either succumb to it and just fucking whine and bitch and moan and, you know, whatever. And in my head went there. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not some like, you know, I don't ever have like non-positive feelings. I mean, come on. You know, right. I was bummed out. <laughs> I was whatever. I was mad. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not even done. And then I was pitying myself the whole damn thing. And so that, you know, but but during it, you know, I met this guy that had, um He's like a double amputee, you know, and he was running. We were probably a couple miles out and he, I, I was just coming past him, passing him. And I was saying, you know, like, congrats, man, like mm-hmm. hats off. Right. 
Yep. And he sl- he immediately slowed down and kind of took a break. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I put on the brakes and I'm like, hey, man, like, are you all right? Or what's mm-hmm. up? Right. You know? And he goes, I'm just hurting, whatever. And so I took it. I'm like, you and I are going to do, we're going to go in together. So every time you need to stop, I'm like, I'll fucking stop with you or, you know, whatever. And so we ran all the way. What I did, I thought he was on his last lap, but he's on his first lap and you have to do two. So I yep. couldn't go with him. Well, I wanted to finish, right? Like just because I was done. But <laughs> but we ran all the way into the point where we split, you know, and I was like, I gave him this big, you know, like, hey, man, like, appreciate the, the camaraderie or whatever and company and kind of fist bumped it out. And he told me what he wanted to beat. And the best part of that was that I got to be part of that guy's little couple mile journey for that and to realize that yep. he came in like, I think, a half hour under what he's hoping to do. So I think That's those awesome. things for me, I'm like, I, did, I wouldn't have met that guy or I wouldn't have done this or seen those people. So I'm kind of like, eh. Should I go to Arizona? Like, I don't know. So maybe I just leave everybody with that shit and we'll talk about the other things. Cause I know you're, you gotta be chomping at me right now to be like, you are. No, we, we are. We, we got, we got full approval to extend this thing for as long as you talk. So <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can tell, I can talk to you real quickly about this off season piece to leave that as kind of the last thing for people to think about maybe and not go too deep into it, or we can save it for the next time. I mean, I'll kind of let you be the boss on that. Um, well, I think – Because otherwise, so, so I'm just going to turn on my, my band. I think before you crank the music, I think – this is actually really cool. We've just pulled some stuff out that when we start talking about off-season and training, it's going to be a cool rabbit hole we're going to go down to because it sounds like you and I are in different situations when it comes to training goals. So uh, I think it's going to be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and people like a lot of people are gonna get a lot of good stuff out of it. Well, then what does that mean? You well, I think it? because uh, I want you to start it. I want you to tease it. So, okay, I'll tease it. I'll, I'll tease it like this. Um, I don't know. Here's here's kind of what I think makes sense to me, but I don't actually do this. I don't have an off season. That's my that's my okay. thing. Um, for me, my training is, is my kind of philosophy is that like I get to normal in my training demands. And then my goal is to push past that normal, right. Mm-hmm. Over time. Right. So that's my growth. But I think, um, logistically, so in the body, you know, my understanding, I have certain understanding. I'm not trying to say I'm a pro, but you know, when you go through and you're doing running and all that stuff, you're breaking fibers in your muscles and then they need time to basically repair themselves. Right. So in certain racing elements like downhills, you know, rip different things versus uphills, rip different things. And so there can be some, some, some issues that can occur in, in those environments when you're challenging yourself that way, based upon what your body's able to recover. Right. So I've always been this, this piece of, of thinking to myself, I will adapt to it, right? And I sort of felt like I proved that to myself in doing all of that shit last summer that I didn't think I could do, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, like I said, wasn't anything to do with a record. I'm not trying to be a hero. I wanted to connect to people and see if I could do it, right? And so I've, I've sort of, I think, put this in my mind where I've been like, well, I'll rise to the occasion, right? But I'm also a feel guy. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I got to make sure that I'm not, you know, being stupid. Cause I mean, I think there's, there's a, a fine line there, right? I mean, I think a lot of people look at triathlon and say you're crazy just in general, 
for doing right. all that shit. And then they, and then they figure out kind of like what you're doing to do that. Right. Like, so they see you to race, think you're crazy. And then they, and then, and then behind the scenes, they're like, what you did what all year or whatever. And so I've been reading up and kind of formulating my opinion on what, on what an off season is. And to mm-hmm. a lot of people, people that this is their job, whatever, they're trying to maximize their stuff. And an off season is basically in some, some light, an ability to kind of focus on either, you know, weak points, um, strength mm-hmm. components, and, and give your body the, the ability to kind of recover. Okay. And so for me, things that can lead to um, imbalance can affect you, right? Like for what you're trying to progress on, but two, it can also lead to an injury. Mm-hmm. And so like things just as strengthening, like squats, you know, um, things you wouldn't even think of, like, like basic PE stuff. Right. A lot of people that I at least that I have met don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I first right. heard of this concept of this guy named Guy Petrozelli, who's who's a uh, who's a fellow mojo mate. Um, and he wrote mm-hmm. a cool blog actually on the Triumph site about strength training. And he his his philosophy is that we as triathletes feel like load is is the key. Right. Like the more mm-hmm. load I can do, the better I'm going to be. And his philosophy is counter to that. He's, he, he states that you don't need all that load. You just need focus. So you can do strength training to eliminate a lot of that load and eliminate a lot of the risk for your injury with the exact kind of things that I'm talking about, right? Which mm-hmm. is like your strength. Like one, like people might be like, well, what are you talking about, right? I said squats. You can do lunges, things like one-legged pedaling on the bike. You don't realize how hard that is, but right. um, until you do it, because <laughs> right. the same way. Um, but those things can lead to, you might be pedaling stronger with one leg than the other, other, and not realize it. I'll give you a real life example during the journey. I've had a lot of issues on my right leg. Okay. I, my, my right foot's been broken. My, I've torn the ACL. They took part of my hamstring to repair the ACL. So I have three injuries on my right leg. When I went through the journey, I was very concerned and didn't put this out there that my right leg was not going to be able to make it in particular, my hamstring, because when I tried my first ever marathon at the 18 mile mark, my hamstring was like pretty much done. Right. And I was told by doctors that I only lost 2% of it. I call bullshit because I definitely don't feel 2% more sore than my left leg. Right. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Like if you had 2% more money, like, are you like buying a fucking mansion or a yacht? No, it's a, it's a, it's a small thing, right? Small. This was huge. This was like left leg not sore, right leg fucking sore. Like to the point of like, not like, ooh, I'm working on my muscle. Like it doesn't want to be touched. It's very sore, right? And so during the journey here, I am thinking that that's going to be my, my, my Achilles heel. Well, guess what? It was my left knee. My left oh. knee from about week one all the way through the end was progressively worse and worse and worse. What's my guess? I was overcompensating for the weaknesses in my right leg. Not knowing it, but just right, right. within a week, boom, left knee issue. I had to tape it. I, I mean, my wife was YouTubing how to tape, you know, that kinetic tape shit oh, and all geez. that stuff. And, um, and so that was my nem- that, that was my Achilles heel. Like, holy shit, my left knee is like, it was swollen. It was, I mean, you name it. It was like, I'm fucking up my left knee, you know? And so, and so to me, that's the imbalance. Like, you don't just get to go running out there, right? Because over time, doing all of these different things, we don't really realize the impact. Like, you ever talk to an old school runner? 
that like right, ran for exactly. 50 years of their life and their hips are shot, their fucking knees are shot. You know, <laughs> so it makes sense to me in my mind. Now, this is something I'm going to try to practice, right? But I'm not currently doing it. I'm just saying for those that are listening, like it makes a whole shit ton of sense to me. And it might be worth you guys sort of doing your own research. Like if you want, go to the site, and read guys article, but I'm not trying to tell you that's where you need to go. I'm just saying, Google the strength training for the off season, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of now focus on these things rather than just like, you just need to go running right forever. And then you'll be better. Um, I think there's a lot to say about the balance. I think there's a lot to say about weaknesses. So I think another tendency that, that we as a group tend to do is to just say like, well, I mean, I do it like swimming. I'm so pissed. It takes forever. So fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Right? right. But in reality, one, one counter to that, which is not, I don't necessarily believe that you need to do some specific strength training for swimming to work on your weakness. Just go fucking do it. Like challenge yourself right. like this. And this is what I hope to kind of convey. Like you're weak at swimming or you're weak at biking or you're weak at running. So during your air quote off season, um, is I would challenge you that for, for 30 days, um, if you can take your work, your, your week and say you train five days of those, uh, within each week for those 30 days, I would challenge you to do your weak spot every day. Challenge you to yeah. do that. And then you come back and send me a message a month later. And, and, and I want you to like record your times or your distance or whatever the bullshit is, that's going to be your marker. Right. And then I want you to tell me after that 30th day, give yourself, give yourself some rest after it or whatnot. And then I want you to kind of test yourself again. And I bet you, you have progress. I bet you that it may not, you may not be faster, you, you, you know, necessarily like that, but I bet you that you have a different conditioning piece for it than you did before. And I think avoiding it doesn't solve anything. And so I think for me, that's kind of going to be my focus in this off season, if you will. I don't really have mm -hmm. one, but I'm going to actually try to do a couple strength training things. And I'm actually going to try to fucking swim a lot, hell, a, a hell of a lot more and avoid the whole, like, I need to do a speed workout or a technique or whatever. I'm just going right. to swim. Just that's swim. It. Yep. So that's my pitch. That's my teaser. We, you, we can go way into that more or whatever you want, but that is kind of where I'm at in my head is like, this is the do as I say, don't do as I do, because I'm not doing it. But then in my mind's going, but this makes a whole hell of a lot of sense to you, Jeff. And I'm like, it sure fucking does. So I forgot to do some shit, <laughs> you well, know, and you can I, read about other stuff, other people that it's done that to, you know, you can burn out and you don't know it. Maybe that's what I did in Boulder. Yeah. And I think the thing is here is I'm in the same boat with you. So this is going to be fun because we're going to be able to go down this rabbit hole and, and kind of talk about what we're doing. So, well, then we'll give updates. Why don't we do that? Why don't we both try to do something along those lines? And then we'll share with the people what it's done for us instead of them saying like, well, fuck you challenging me to do this shit. Okay. Like fine, right. maybe we'll do it. Yeah, right? I think, and that's, I agree. That was my whole reason. I just joined Zwift. So I wanted to really focus on uh -huh. the, on the bike this off season. So that's going to be my focus. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's do that. Well, if, I mean, if you don't have anything on that stuff, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I feel like if you don't want to talk about it, I'm going to bring you into, this is one of my favorite bands. You hear the music. This was what Play got it. me into hardcore music. They're called Unearth, Stings of Conscience. And this was, I came up through punk music, before this gets to my favorite part, um, came up into punk music for surfing. And that kind of translated over into kind of this scream, 
metal. I don't know what you call it. They called it hardcore, <laughs> but it's now changed into such different things. Um, and this was one of the very first bands that kind of brought me into this, that I was like, holy crap, I love this stuff. The energy like pumps me up. Nobody understands it. Trust me. I- I've been to these concerts and stuff. And they're like 14, 15-year-old kids and then, you know, 30-something-year-old Jeff. It's creepy. It's like I don't go there anymore. You know what I'm saying? But it's like it just, to me, had such awesome, like, I don't know, the energy, I guess. And it's like, oh, it's so angry. And I'm like, I don't – it's not angry. It's just, it's just motivation. <laughs> it's just Perfect. extreme motivation. So he's going to come down to this breakdown point uh, if I timed the music right. And I think that is what, this is what I will hear like on a run or, or whatever, and just be like, fucking bring it. Okay. So <laughs> let me see if, uh, oh, I fucking missed it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Shocking. You spoke over it. Fucking spoke over it, dude. Well, here you go. <laughs> Say screaming. I say singing with emphasis. Unearth Stings of Conscious. That's my band. That's our show. Jason, thank you so much for talking with me. Any of all, of you all who are still listening, hope you found some value. And um, we'll see you next time, right? Peace out, man. Sounds good.